Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and we are excited today to take you into a new day. Well, today we're going to talk about the Clinton Global Initiatives that Listen and Give was in attendance with yesterday, and also the fact that Listen and Give was able to give away one of their partners' mosquito armor jackets for malaria. It stops malaria in the areas of Uganda and other countries. Uh, done by ING Activewear with Robin Crespo. We were so excited about it. And then today we are going to have on our show Kweko Kayel of the Ghana Bamboo Bicycles. It's where they build bicycles out of bamboo to support the rural farmers in Ghana. Now what's amazing, just so amazing about this, is that these bamboo bicycles can deal with the heavy terrains of Ghana and the sand and the dirt and, you know, they're the forest to go down there. And so we have a lot of questions for Kweku. And in the meantime, we are waiting for Mr. Jay Logan to come on. So with that said, further ado, we're going to get right into our show today. Now, one of the first things that we would like to talk about today is about, we'll start with the Clinton Global Initiatives. One of the things about the Clinton Global Initiatives that was so, so, so amazing was the people that were there, people from all over the world, everyone from Queen Rania of Jordan to Jesse Jackson, the Prime Minister of Egypt, who spoke very eloquently, and Many, many people, it's an invitation and people want to be there as opposed to having to go to meetings and things at the UN and other places where they have to be there. And when you want to be someplace, you get to share yourself in a, such a different way. Well, meanwhile, we'll get back into that bit of news later in the day. Right now, we're going to bring on our co-host, Mr. Jay Logan. How are you doing? Hello, Mr. Logan. I think you're going to say hello to our audience before we actually got started. Well, Mr. Logan, I was just sharing with him at the Clinton Global Initiative and the wonderful people that we met there and our wonderful guests that we're going to have on today, which is Kweku Kyle of the Donald Bamboo Bicycles. But for right now, let's get right into our news of the day. So are we ready to get started? I think you were going to share with us, Mr. Logan, about running algebra with the New York Times. Please tell us about this. Well, there has been a debate going on, Jill. Uh, a debate inspired and us to suggest several algebra opportunities right here in the pages of, I mean, on the Listen and Give show. Um, the debate is, um, since a lot of our kids are not doing too good with algebra, should we subject our kids to learn algebra in uh, junior college and in high school since they're not doing good? So that's going on, um, and people are wondering why do we subject our children and, American, and our American students to this when we know a lot of them are failing in this subject. Um, uh, so I don't know. Dale, what do you think about that? Is that something... Uh, Interesting that we're debating that now. It's like uh, out of, I say, about 
six million high school students, but two million college freshmen are having problems with algebra, and we know this. Should that be a subject that we should have in our colleges? Well, I think one of the major issues really that we're having these days, you know, speaking around this, is the fact that algebra is very important. You know, I know that a lot of the charter schools and some of the public schools, if the public school system in this country, some states allow for teachers to use innovative approaches to reach the students, especially in urban environments. You know, and we have to look at why we need math in the first place. You know, math is very important. It teaches us logical function thinking, and it also, you know, helps us to solve everyday problems. You know, math and physics is essential to everyday learning for children, and we've gotten away from that. And so I think algebra, geometry, trigonometry, uh, calculus, physics, I think those should be requirements and mandatory. Some kids will do better than others. I mean, and when I say mandatory, I think that, you know, for the kids who don't excel in those areas, we should still make certain things a minimum requirement to support our children because it forces them to think outside the box. I think, you know, there was the other week when we talked about how students are actually being, you know, able to keep in school and that some of the professors and teachers are helping them to do so. That's a bit scary in itself as well. So I think that we need to keep on reinforcing this. You know, they're finding, you know, Jay, you, know you and I always have this disagreement over technology in the classroom. They're finding that the Internet is making it too easy for kids to go and find their answers as opposed to really reading Finding our textbooks and learning that way. I think what we should do is put everything on algebra and all the wrong answers on Wikipedia for algebra and other subjects, <laughs> and then the kids will come and you'll know because you know, we're taking the time to learn. But those are my thoughts. I think it's very important. Oh, okay, I understand. Uh, even though that uh, they're struggling, there's a lot of struggling freshmen with algebra, and they might not be using it when they get out of college. It might not, it might be a plumber, or it might be something else. You still think that that we should still force these kids and these young adults to take algebra? If we're going to stand positional about really forcing them to take it, as opposed to having a stand for children's education, it's a big difference from being a stand for something and positional about it. Which positional about it is? You take a position one way or the other. If you're a stand for these kids having the best education, and that's what I am, and that's what you are, it's important that they take the algebra because again, math lends to the mind. It lends to the way logical thinking, sequential thinking. You know, linear or non-linear thinking. Our kids have to learn to stretch themselves. When you think of certain math problems, when we, you know, we say, well, you went to the store and bought four apples, but there were six apples there for sale, but you bought four apples, how many apples would be available if you had to go back to the store to buy more? You know, oh, my God, I just came up with a math problem. You see? But that's that's an example. That's what I'm saying. You know, or 4x times 6x. There's reasons that we use these equations for various reasons. It will also give students places to really 
research and find out if this is a place that they want to study engineering or if they want to go into other parts of math or things like that. So I, I think it's very important. Okay, so do you... Uh, and you spoke, of, uh, you spoke of plumbing, by the way. Plumbing, you need to know how long the pipes are, the, um, the depth of your pipes. You know, there's certain formulas that we need. So algebra is necessary? I think algebra is necessary even if it's not used here every day. All math well, is necessary. Well, you know, in other countries, in other, I'm sorry, I have, to, I have to ask something here. In other countries, it's not asked whether something is necessary. It is taught because there's a stand for education. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just taught, and I think it's important. But, of course, I know you, we love to have friendly debates on this topic. And um, so what's next, Mr. Logan? Well, that's going to be um, that's going to be an issue that we will be debating uh, for some time to come, and uh, <laughs> I think we should have algebra because basically, Gail, I had to take algebra, so I want my daughter <laughs> to make it through too because I had to do it. So why change up now? Um, um, the other thing that's going on in high tech news is the iPhone five. Um, I'm going to just be real short here. Um, the iPhone 5. This is my short day. This is my short day. This is, this is, this is, we have to do this at the end of the show. I'm sorry, audience, because he and I are going to have a definite fun debate on this one. And our guest okay. is here. I, I, I'm sorry, Jay. I, I've got to go one-on-one with you on the iPhone 5. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you know we'll I'm going to go one-on-one on that debate. So, and, and with that said, we have an amazing guest on our show right now who I'm going to bring on, Mr. Cueto Cayal. Mr. Cueto Cayal is with the Ghana Bamboo Bikes Company in Ghana and here. So without further ado, we're going to bring him on. Yes, Mr. Mr. Cayal, how are you today? Great. How are you? We are so excited to have you on and, you know, after meeting you from the Clinton uh, Global Initiative, it was just an amazing time to find out that this is what you do. And so right. we have we have some questions for you, and the way it will go is we'll ask you some questions, and then you just share with us, you know, your thoughts and, and so forth. And then Mr. Logan has some extra questions for you as well. So we're going to get started with you right now. So I'd love for you to tell us, you know, so the bamboo bikes in Ghana, you have a chance to take a look at it. You know, when people think of bamboo bikes, it's like, wow, that's an amazing concept for sustainability. How did this project get started? Well, uh, you know, back home in Ghana, right, there are a lot of abandoned bamboo, which is grown uh, in the world, you know, and uh, Mr. Mr. Kyle, Mr. Kyle? We can't hear you too well. There seems to be something in the background, sir. You can hear me? Yeah, so there's something in the background, sir. Yeah, there's a lot of noise at the background. That's true. You could tell us how how this project got started, sir. That would be great. Hello, Mr. Kyle? Hello? Yeah. Yes. 
How did this project get started, sir? Well, I said back home in Ghana, a lot of our abandoned bamboo found everywhere. You know what that we realize that um, bamboo is five times stronger than the steel. So we decide to take advantage of the abandoned bamboo found in the country, build the capacity of the rural so most of whom are not working, and create employment opportunities for them. That's amazing. I think Jay has some questions for you as well. Right. Oh, Jay, do you have some questions for Mr. Kyle? Hello? Hello. Hello, Jay? Oh, hold on. I think we lost him just a second. I can't hear what he's saying. Okay, we can't hear you too well, Mr. Kyle. I think it may be in the location you're at. Can you hear me, Mr. Kyle? Mr. Kyle, this is Jay Logan, and our co-host, right. and he has a few questions for you as well. Right. Yeah. I, I see you use bamboo to build uh, these bikes, and I've heard that in China they use bamboo to build some large buildings as well. Are yeah. you aware, are you aware yeah. of, that, of this? Yeah, I was surprised you to know that bamboo has about 4,600 products that can be made out of it. From buildings to bridges to bicycles to schools, everything. <laughs> so even in Ghana, we have um, bamboo houses that we have been able to, some of the schools use bamboo to build them. Right. Is the bamboo is the bamboo material affected by any of the elements like water and fire? Does that do anything to the bamboo? Does it make it weaker? Well, uh, if you take the bikes for instance, right? Bamboo is five times stronger than the steel bikes. So, uh, contrary to people's perception that a bamboo bike can easily be broken down or something like that, it's rather the bamboo bike which is stronger than the steel bike that you need to know. Well, oh, I see. Okay, so, um, so yeah. I have a question for you. Are you able to get in a location where our audience can hear you more clearer and louder? Uh, Right. So, Kwaku, how is the bamboo more resilient? You, you just spoke of that, you know, about the steel, which is what we want to ask you. How is the bamboo more resilient than that of the normal materials like steel used in the building of life? Well, you know, naturally, bamboo has this um, uh, strong... Uh, vibration quality, right, and it is naturally stronger, you know, than the food that we use. So it's part of its natural process. Naturally stronger, that is, and it cannot be just broken. My next question is, because bamboo yeah. easily breaks. 
Oh, okay. Like, let me call you back. I think maybe it's where the reception of where I am. Let me call you back. Okay, so no problem. Great. I think we we they will uh, our callers will call us back, and I think I've just um, actually cut off Mr. Logan as well on the studio. So while we're you know uh, waiting for them to call back in, uh, one of the things I wanted to share with you about what Mr. Kyle was speaking about is the fact that bamboo bikes are actually stronger than the regular bikes, and we're going to have some more questions for him when he calls back in as well as I just cut off my co-host, Mr. Logan. Uh, so he also uh, will be calling back in. But, you know, if any of you are looking to buy any of the bamboo bikes, which now that he's talking about this, I am going to buy a, a bamboo bike. They function the same way as regular bikes, but if they can handle the heavy terrain in Ghana, then I think they can ha- handle the heavy terrain of New York City. And that is one of the questions I we will be asking Mr. Kyle when he falls back in. It's a very interesting concept. And can you imagine the sustainability? I mean, literally the sustainability. We won't have to actually go through creating the seal for the bikes themselves that cuts back on a lot of toxic, toxicity in, in the country. And I think there's other things that, you know, you could probably use at Stealing 304 other than that. And just think, if still is replacing a bike by bamboo, what else could bamboo also be utilized for? So we are still waiting for our people to come back on. Please, audience, excuse us for our technical difficulties today. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was Parker and Gamble. I met a very, very interesting gentleman from there. We talked about what our Mr. J. Logan is saying. And as Mr. Logan, I do apologize. I let our audience know that I actually disconnected our co-host. As we're waiting for Mr. Fayel to come back and call us from another phone, that's a lot more, uh, you know, it's a lot easier for us to hear them on. One of the things I was noticing that he stated was that the seal. One of the things I noticed that he spoke about was the fact that steel bikes can easily be replaced by bamboo. And one of the questions I'm going to ask him is, how well does he think cities like San Francisco and New York could utilize the bamboo bikes as opposed to the normal steel bikes that we already ride? What do you think about that? Oh, well, we could use those bikes out here. Um, we've got all these heels, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of the bikers here would love to have a lighter bike, you know, because we've got these mountains that have to go up and down. So he would do absolutely great. His product would do great in San Francisco because of the heels. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, does he have any distributors out here, you know, that uh, we could try, try one of these bamboo bikes, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I'm waiting for him to come back because uh, – I think it would be a great thing in San Francisco. We, and we have a lot of traffic problems. I can imagine New York. I can imagine New York using bamboo bikes. I think that would be great for you guys with all the people that's running around there doing all sorts of things. Um, 
Plus, it's being in shape, you know, it keeps you in shape, riding a bike, you know, so. Um, well, what I would like to know, Jay, is, you know, some of our, some of the questions I have for him is, are, can they actually weather, you know, the storm elements that are here, you know, the cold that comes with San Francisco and the snow that we get here in New York? I see a lot of people riding their bikes in the snow area. Can it handle that kind of terrain? I mean, this is really great for sustainability, but I'm sure the steel industry would not be happy about it. And, and that's, that's, hello? 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 Is he back? Yes, he is back. He's coming back. Hello? Hi. Hi, Mr. Kyle. So we're going to go right back into the questioning, so that, and this sounds great now that we have you back. So I was I was asking you that um, it, we understand that the bamboo definitely is a lot more resilient than that of the steel bike. So my last question was to you was, does bamboo easily break? You said that bamboo has done a lot. I said, does bamboo easily break? I can't get you well. I said, does bamboo easily break? No, it does not break. <laughs> oh. I, Jay, I think you have some questions for Mr. Kyle now. Yes, I do. Um, Hello? We seem to have terrible... Uh, technical difficulties here today. I don't know what's going on. Jay, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, so Jay, we'd like to know, you said you, said you had some questions. Could you share with Mr. Kyle what those questions would be? Yeah, I have some, um, I have some questions. Uh, one of the questions I had is, how many bikes are your, are your factories to manufacture each year? You're asking how many bikes you have been able to manufacture this year? Hello? 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think we're. I think that we have an issue here. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask Mr. Logan's question uh, since I think there's a problem here. Would they? Would they? Would um? Would they? Okay. So I understand that these guys are used to support the income of the farmers in Ghana. Would you tell our audience more about that? I should. Hello. I should tell you about what. I understand that these bikes are used to support the income of the farmers in Ghana. Right. Would you would you tell our audiences more about that? Okay. Um, you know, um, since time immemorial, Ghana has been importing a lot of bicycles from the Far East, right? But most of these bicycles are not compatible to our road networks and the high terrain in the country. They are not designed for our road. Most of the bicycles that are imported from the U.S. or other Western nations are mainly designed for leisurely use. But our farmers have different needs altogether. 
So we designed this multi-purpose bamboo bicycles that are robust for the needs of our farmers and also compatible to our road networks and the high terrain found in the country. So it's like we produce purposely for the farmers. You know, because our bicycles are multi-purpose bicycles and they can carry heavy loads from the farms. So it's meant for the interest of our farmers and we design specifically for them. Apart from that, we also do bamboo bike frames to the U.S. and other European countries. We put together the frames so that when they import them, then they can assemble it and, you know, use it for whatever purpose that they wanted to use it for. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's a very, absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. Okay, so, um, if you say, Logan, are you there? Do we have you back? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, I was looking to see my co-host. This is terrible today, the, the technology. Um, Jay Logan, are you back? Yes, I am. Okay, would you please, I know that you have some important questions from Mr. Uh, Kyle here. Um, I understand that these bikes are used to support in- income for the farmers in Ghana. Could you tell our audience more about that? Well, that's what I explained. He's already shared about that. We, oh, okay. um, I, know you, I know you wanted to ask him about the winters. Right. Well, what I was saying was that Ghana currently, right, imports all of these bicycles from the Far East, China, India, and some of the Western nations. But designs for these bicycles have not improved over 50 years now. Secondly, most of the bicycles that are imported into the country are not meant for uh, our rough roads and the high terrain found in the country. Most of these bicycles are designed for nice roads in the West, and mostly they are also designed as for leisure use, you know. So what we're doing different is that we do produce these multi-purpose bamboo bicycles that are robots for our road networks found in our country, especially in the rural areas, and also can carry a lot of loads because if you're producing bicycles for a farmer, it's different from the one who wanted to maybe ride a bicycle, um, a mountain bike for leisure. You can't do the same thing at the same time, you know. So we do produce uh, multi-purpose bicycles with career and other things that are specifically meant for the needs of the farmers in our country. In addition to that, a lot of people are interested in our bikes, especially people from the U.S., Canada, Britain, and other places. But because of safety um, issues and other things, they don't import the normal bicycles from us. We do just the uh, frames, the bamboo bicycle frames. We import them and assemble it in whatever that we send it to them. So if it is the U.S., we can send you the frame. And once it comes to you, will assemble it yourself. You know, what how you wanted it to be. I wanted to know how would these how would these bikes deal with different uh, with winters, cold weather, heavy rain, 
different climates. Are these sites able to hold up in these different climates and weather changes? Yeah, because um, the bicycles are tough, you know, so it can withstand these uh, rugged trees and what have you. Well, how much of the sale for the bikes goes to the farmers and to fund the operations of such a wonderful initiative? Right. Thank you very much. Mr. Mr. Carter, we want to know yeah. how much of the sale we want to know how much of the sale from the bikes goes to the farmers and to fund the operations of such a wonderful initiative. Do you give twenty percent, thirty percent to the farmers? How does that work? Uh, you're talking about sales to the farmers. The sale of the bikes after the farmer makes it. How much of the sale of the bike goes to the farmer and then goes back to your operation? Oh, okay. Um, normally, we retail the bicycles in the country for $200, you know, because uh, most of these uh, interior ones on the market goes for about $150. So they can easily differentiate between the quality ones that you produce to the interior ones, which does not even meet their niche. When we export it here, we wholesale it for $400. That's the price only. You know, and most of other people are also retailing in the space for $2,000 plus, you know, depending on what is put in. In what countries are these bikes being purchased? Well, um, the U.S., Britain, Canada, Norway, and a host of others. Jay, you had some wonderful questions that you wanted to ask uh, Mr. Kyle. Would you share with our audience those questions so we get to hear his answers? I sure will. I sure will. Um, one of my questions was, I'm going to ask earlier, uh, how, many, um, how many bikes do your company produce a year? How many bikes do you make a year? Well, uh, we don't have, um, it depends on the needs. Because most of these bicycles are like produced specifically for those who put up requests. So for now, I can say averagely, you know, I've just been there for about three years now. Averagely, we produce about uh, 500 frames, bicycle frames only in a year, and about 200 bicycles, two uh, time bicycles, you know. That's our capacity now. You know, okay. it's a very intensive process, you know, because all of them are handmade, you know. So it takes a lot of time and effort to get things done. <laughs> and do, do you make do you make do you make bikes for like children under six years old, like tricycles or smaller bikes also? Or you just make one size? Well, not now. That is not our priority now. Our priority is to uh um, I store the bamboo bike frames to our clients, then the farmers in the country, and probably we are looking into going into electric bamboo bicycle ambulance where you can get uh, bamboo bicycle ambulances for the rural health push. You know, sometimes people are in labor and there are no ambulances in the rural area. So we're trying to come up with um, 
bamboo electric bamboo bicycle ambulance so that when people get sick in the villages they can have access to their own form of ambulance and we're working that with the technical university of health in the Netherlands to develop that prototype for us. Were any of your bikes used in the the 2012 Olympics? No, it's not with that level. (laughs) 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 I think uh, we're still a growing uh, Christian organization, and uh, with time we should be able to get access to all those kind of opportunities. So we are crawling, you know, we are growing organically. (laughs) Okay. I would think that the bike piece to life that the bike would be so light, it would be easy for somebody to win with a bike like that because it wouldn't weigh that much. <laughs> no, they are very light. <laughs> they are lighter. So, um, Mr. Kyle, thank you for being with us today. One of the questions I had is, where can we purchase these bikes? If you wanted to get some of these bikes, you go to www.ghanabambubikes.org. You can get in touch with us. www.org. And uh, you can send us an email the that you like, and you know, we can get you one. Thank you so much. And we are thankful. We're very thankful to have you on today. We know that you've been some technical difficulties, but we know that our audience knowing us having such a great initiative like this would be wonderful. And we thank you for being on the show. I also thank you for the opportunity giving me to uh, explain in detail what you're trying to do to the American people. I do appreciate it very much. No problem, and we will make sure that you get a copy of the show and we can share it with people globally. So that if no one heard, you can purchase bike. That's great to know that. Yes, and and for all of our audiences around the world, if you are not able to hear this, hear Mr. Kweku Kayao, please know that you can purchase these bamboo bikes at ghanabambooBikes.org. So, uh, everybody, we thank you for today's show. Jay, thank you for being on the show as usual today, and we'll see you all next week at 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you. Thank you.